Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it is weekender time once more. And on this week's show, we're going to be serving you up a whole host of hobby goodness from across the gaming industry straight to your doorstep. On this week's show, you also have a chance to win the new Conquest Last Argument of Kings two-player starter set featuring the magnificent Nords and the absolutely spectacular city-states. If you want to win this glorious prize, then you need to be a subscriber to the YouTube channel pop a comment below, and if you can share us around, that really helps out as well. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm joined by Shay, John, and Benjamino to take you through this week's news. Uh, we have a, a a little brief update. You may or may not have noticed that there's been a little bit of controversy going on in the world of gaming. Ooh, spice tea. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. we're 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 not going to jump on board the uh, no. the 101 videos of Wizards of the Coast, uh, but we did put together a little. Uh, a couple of little news articles based on what you yes. can do yeah. to avoid having to deal with it. Yeah, so um, if you have been following it and you just, or if you've not been following it, uh, a bunch of companies have come together to kind of um, build on uh, the announcements from Wizards of the Coast and their changes to the OGL, which is their open gaming license. Um, one of the big things was that Paizo announced that they're going to be putting together what they've called the Orc. Um mm which is an open RPG creative license, which will allow you, well, a whole bunch of creatives, third-party creatives essentially, um, to build things without the fears of uh, of what was happening with, uh, with the coast and stuff. So that's going to be coming together. All the details are there for that, um, including a bunch of the sort of different companies that have joined in to help with that at the same time as well. So, um, you know, as, as a lot of people say, there's no wrong way to have fun. Um, but if you wanted to look at alternative RPGs beyond Dungeons and Dragons and wanted mm-hmm. to go uh, beyond that, then uh, make sure to go and check that out. Um, we talked about all of this in our Cult of Games XLBS last week. So if you um, want to find out more about that, maybe go and grab a free trial. Or if you've got a sub, go and watch that video. And we talked at great length with Warren and Lloyd uh, mm. all about that and stuff. But um, the other thing we did was, you know, there'll be a lot of people out there that are looking for some alternative Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so I put together an article that kind of broke down a variety of different RPGs, including Pathfinder, as you can see there. Um, that uh, you could go and explore. There are loads and loads of companies out there that are making role-playing games, some that are very similar to Dungeons & Dragons, in the case of Paizo and and Pathfinder and Starfinder and stuff, and there are some that are very, very different. Um, Osprey Games do uh, an amazing selection of different offerings for role-playing games at the moment, and they're doing even more this year. Cubicle 7 obviously have the Warhammer games, which are amazingly good fun. Oh, yes, love a bit of Warthrop. I'm playing as a dwarf slayer at the moment, baby. Of course I am. <laughs> and then you've got me surprised. <laughs> you've got, as I say, there as well, the Nordic giants that are uh, freely publishing who do a whole host of amazing games using the Year Zero engine and beyond mm. uh, for you to dive into and have fun with. Um, 
and a lot of the community members have also dived into the comments as well there and on social yeah, media to share so. the kind of games that they enjoy playing as well. Um, so if you're someone who is a little bit stuck for what to do, if you don't really want to, you know, get on the Wizards of the Coast bandwagon or, or play some D&D, maybe go and check out some of these alternative role-playing games because um, I know, a, you know, a fair few of you play role-playing games and stuff, so make sure to go and check those out and see what you think. Because you know, I, I've been known to roll a few dice on occasion. <laughs> Never a single D20 if I can avoid it, mind you. It's a terrible <laughs> way of role-playing. God Jerry awful. always plays with advantage. He will yeah. never roll a single D20. If I want to roll percentile dice, I'll roll D100, not D20. What's the point going up or down in fives in increments? It's terrible. It's shocking. It's god-awful. I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyway, yeah, uh, so if you fancy checking out some RPG stuff, there's yep. that that doesn't even scratch the surface. My God. God, no. I, I, I even I say in the article, this is just my selection of things. There are far too many mm. role-playing games out oh. there to even list all of the good ones. But uh, yeah, make sure to go and check that out and see what you think. Because, you know, there are lots of other alternatives out there. So. Yeah, don't need to worry about big companies swallowing up the industry. <laughs> At least not until we hit the 40K section of the news. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> the, the mandated section of the news. <laughs> right. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to take a, a complete swing of the rudder and bear oh. due indie away oh, from yes. all the big companies and find somebody with the small pictures as well. No Lloyds or no postage stamp pictures this week. Uh, <laughs> they're, but they're still not huge. So that's quite good because it is, of course, the indie of the week. And this week, we're going to be taking a look at some Canadians from Canada. Um, with Harwood Hobbies, the tiny little company, uh, one-man operation out of Calgary, I think. Um, only has three ranges currently. Tiny little bespoke. Uh, the first one, and the reason I came here, oh, was wow. because he does a set of Lovecraft miniatures. Um, well, I, I immediately know. like these. <laughs> now, I don't know who the who the sculptor in question is. And as you go through, you'll see that not every range is completely sculpted 100% by the same sculptor. Uh, mm-hmm. So the the miniatures, where well, they're all 28mm figures, um, you can see different styles of sculpting aesthetic in there. Um, but the, the Lovecraft range is really nice because it has people who are changing, shall we say. <laughs> Over time. I, lo- I love that you've got ah this i am evil bald guy yeah justin no. <laughs> we'll get to justin he's not in this range he is the very first and sinbad though right okay. um, but uh, then oh my god my creations have escaped yes <laughs> oh the cat yes or, yeah and uh which point then he didn't ah. quite he didn't make it out of the <laughs> didn't make out of the surgery that's uh, amazing that, teach him. i love that and yeah. also there's a, a very important tip for anybody who decides to role play call of cthulhu is you always save your last bullet for yourself yeah so yeah. when the zombies are coming don't empty the mag at them you're just <laughs> gonna end up like this always save the last one for yourself but we have a whole host of weird and wacky tamara used to know somebody called tamara who was also very short i wonder if that's her why am I? Is it is 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 that the character from the Fear Games, Tamara? I can't remember, or is it something else? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the Fear oh, Games are. Yeah. Very good game. <laughs> Okie dokie. First person spooky shooter. All oh, right, definitely good. not. Definitely yeah. not. Oh, close some of these down. We have creepy Doctor Schwartz. 
<laughs> and uh, and then, the, the, oh God, again, the creations have escaped. The scared version <laughs> is particularly nice. Yeah. Is it because this is coming rumbling down the corner Probably, of Adam? Yeah. With something thing like is uh, crawling yeah. down the halls. Well, you say thing like uh, I can see very deliberate stitch marks oh, in God, there, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I'm saying Dr. Schwartz really shouldn't have done that. There's no point in yeah. being scared now. That's Never. actually, but that's actually bashful, Doctor Swartz. Oh no, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> You've made your bed now, lie in it. <laughs> All I can say is, yeah. you know. Never learn summon before you learn bind as a spell. <laughs> Cthulhu, just saying. Yeah. Uh, and armed. I don't think that's going to help you, Mitty boy. I mean, that's amazing. I'm fairly certain she's got the reach on you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're in. My blade's kicking. bigger than yours. Yeah. We have Betty Fine. Um, which you know, a set Betty, of four this and then time. Betty not fine. Betty well. not fine. <laughs> Scared. Betty armed and Betty zombified. Yeah. And at this point, these are all relatively generic. Cthulhu is set nineteen twenty, um, and these could easily work for that. I mean, he's he's very Doctor Horrible sing along blog. Yes, you know, with his yeah. his buttoned up lab coat going on. So these these all work perfectly for anything 20s um but there are some modern bits and pieces so i did say he was in canadia uh there are the royal canadian mounted police so uh poor constable there he did not survive contact with the enemy apparently <laughs> which means you could use some of these for i mean if you wanted to run a walking dead skirmish game set in canada you could do that there's your hero or maybe later on he gets uh bitten up and then these, Dr. Borgesian, um, that looks a lot more like uh, whoever sculpted for studio miniatures. Has, is that it's a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's got a nice mug of coffee. So you have a, <laughs> a nice blend of modern day and with the 1920s creeping unknown. Mm -hmm. She's even taken her pumps off to run, which makes so much sense. And I don't think you ever really see that. I can't run in these heels. Lose them. <laughs> speed is required, not fashion. Speed. They also act as a weapon. That you is true. Whap someone with one of those. Mm. Or maybe it's just aiming to buff the stealth roll by taking the click to clacks. Maybe true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I love these. They're, they're a really nice set of um, generic civilians slash armed civilians. So post apocalyptic or just random scenery dotting mm -hmm. to have them as the civilians uh the the zombie crawler and the glorp the zombie crawler is great i don't see enough of these in zombie form on the tabletop yeah yeah they're, they're, they seem to be very slack most zombies seem to have legs which is utterly disappointing <laughs> when they could be they could be leaving a terrible mess could be dragging the themselves like that. Yeah. around yeah yeah you know, you look down and see somebody, you know, tugging on your trouser leg. Could be a cat. Could be a zombie crawler. Could go either way. Best look, not look down, just aim the gun and blah, blah, blah. And the glorp, who's a... Oh, Big uh, ooze, man. There we go. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I like to think that glorp is the sound that he makes when he tries to talk as well. I think that's yeah. Like, like a Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Blorp, blorp. <laughs> blorp, as, blorp. as he comes um, claying his way towards you 
like yeah. Jeff from Batman. It's it's a, a weird looking thing. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be in the scale of. There's plenty of weird stuff in Mythos that it could be. It's entirely possible as a glorp, to be perfectly honest. And I just am unaware of glorpings and their glorpiness. <laughs> uh, then we have the set of the changed. So the priest, the woman, the schoolgirl, the mechanic. We can see them all together in glorious Technicolor you here. You can see what has really changed. Oh, there. Well, so. there yeah. 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 So mechanic, priesto, creepy kid with half a teddy bear. And the lady uh, who doesn't look too well. Again. So that's why the priest's weird. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. They all get there in the end. Um, because there's a, uh, a more advanced version. Oh, okay. I yeah. think is, is the way to put it. Um, but you'll see those later on where they've gone. Ah, full. Hazmat people as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're Delta Green. You've got your modern day hazmats, suited, butted. Of course, some sort of heroic type. I, I imagine about to be surrounded and pulled down by all the creepy people. Uh, <laughs> Ruby, Mr. Carswell, who is either summoning something, and I really hope he's learned bind, or. Uh, Mr. Carswell is just a big metalhead. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Lovecraft why, summoner. Why can't he be both? That's true. Yeah. That is true. He's summoning Satan to fight Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> By the ways of heavy metal. Yeah. That makes My sense. lord is darker than you. <laughs> <laughs> we also have cultists. Well, I like There's... the demonic dweller. That's cool. Yeah. There he is. He arrives and discovers that Cthulhu's about 200 times the size, <laughs> radioactive, and just goes back yeah. to hell immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it range just gets turned back into ectoplasm. Yeah. Cultist types. <laughs> we also have creepy zombie clowns. Of course. Yep. And the choo choos. Almost undoubtedly how it's not pronounced, but it's how I've always pronounced it. They are actually a. a Cthulhu race, they're really they're, oh, they're like wow. near humans from oh, okay. South Asia. Um, so think think more evil pygmy. Okay, yeah. oh. some more proper nineteen twenties flapper girls and stuff. So just a really nice little set of Cthulhu. Yeah, figures. yeah, definitely. Obviously, yeah. you don't want to be playing your RPGs with uh, miniatures. That's just wrong. <laughs> uh, so you can use but you can play 7TV games. with these, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, apart from the uh, that's fun, the yeah. Lovecraftian, there is Sinbad. Apparently, oh, there. I see there he is. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat, Justin. Yeah. So I, this was the first range that that I believe um, Harvard Hobby started with. Cool. Uh, it was specifically because he wanted to do a range based on the classic Harryhausen films. Um, seventh, seventh voyage of Sinbad, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, something like that. Uh, it's been so long, so very, very long since I've seen them. But these are absolutely gorgeous. They're amazing, for, yeah, yeah. I suppose her heroic pulp fantasy. I mean, Sinbad, Sinbad's one of uh, it comes from uh, Arabian Nights originally before it got Hollywooded up, so it's a very, very old tale, yeah, definitely. Um, it means you've got a, a line of 
Arabian style, shall we say, uh, heroes and villains, all with that sort of Hollywood-esque twist to them. The Kali cultist leader. The Dervish Avenger. Oh, that's, he's cool. Yeah. Or she's cool. Whichever. <laughs> oh, they're all, they're all cool. Yeah, coming at you with Chris. Oh, I love these. Yeah. And this is a, an unusual little line because you rarely see people leaning heavily on the Arabian side of fantasy. Yeah, we don't tend to see a lot of that, do we? Yeah. Western biased, I suppose. Oh, he, oh so cool. <laughs> that is a D&D character waiting, waiting in the wings. Some sort of thief slash assassin? Yeah, yeah. Assassin. I have a blade for every enemy. <laughs> big curvy swords, yeah. which is always good. Uh, what else we got? Dragon familiars, I suppose I'll have to, because otherwise I'll get told off for not showing dragons. <laughs> Downy Ickle like dragons. Yeah. Uh, these like, dragons are far away. Th these dragons are bounced <laughs> on top of a packet of cigarettes to give you an idea of size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how... How the ultimate reference material. <laughs> well, if it's any help, that's a 20 deck, kids. So. <laughs> Just like the size of five vapes tied together. So I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> modern. These the strange modern conversions, right? You know, you know that meme where Americans will use anything to avoid using the metric system? Like, he was mm. the size of 15 hamburgers. I know he's Canadian, but it, sound, it feels like that. These dragons, <laughs> are, two of these dragons, wing to wing, are the size of back at Lucky Strikes. Um, <laughs> who else have we got Sinbad himself we have Sinbad himself yeah. yep and we have the evil wizard Al-Qadar I haven't seen Patrick Troughton yet the uh the second doctor it's like the thing that the, we always said it would be amazing if we had like a if there was like a Prince of Persia style game because I remember yeah, yeah. we were thinking about doing mm. kind of like a a side-scrolling game, on a, side on a, game yeah. a vertical board at one stage. Yeah, but that seems like it would be something that would be ripe for miniatures and mm. exploration. Who owns Prince of Persia that. these days, though? But Ubisoft, maybe. I don't know. And, and who and them? Yeah. So you've, you've got to go all the way up before the you find it. The devil Ubisoft. <laughs> EA. <laughs> it's all, all Activision. It's all Activision. <laughs> all the way down. Um, a whole range of harem girls and slave girls. Oh, Dead, I love all, that. All based on the uh, film. That Vizier. All, as we, anybody who reads Pratchett will know, I don't know what it is, but you give a man a turban with a pointy hat in the middle and call him a Vizier, and they all turn into bastards. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. As Cohen the Barbarian says, as soon as I find one, I kill him. Saves time later. <laughs> this one wears a big golden mask and he was not a nice man either uh, yeah so a whole range of oh, wow. eastern assassins and characters and I mean for things like um, those are brilliant yeah. uh, ghost archipelago mm -hmm. and things like that where you're you're playing in strange dusty foreign lands and jungles and stuff having a whole crew of these would just be fantastic oh yeah this is this is a frost grave ghost archipelago crew in one place isn't it really mm -hmm. oh, oh really, my god i mean the characters are really really nice i've I mean, just oh seen my the god, snake like, monster have... so oh right i i, I thought you just spotted cali 
I mean, that's cool. But I the spot snake monster. <laughs> and this is this is the bit where it's you know that's so weird. <laughs> Heart snake tiger god avatar. You just quick. We need to build a monster. Um, <laughs> with an armadillo for a back. Yeah. You just I have, I have half. I have half it. an action man and. Uh, <laughs> A this, lot of Play-Doh. A lot of Play-Doh. Yeah. That's gorgeous, especially yeah, if you've really seen cool. the, the Sinbad films. Um, I, I'm probably going to have to get her. I don't know why. I do have Indiana Jones. She could spend her time chasing Indy around a board. Yeah. That Rather than you. a big boulder, hmm. the avatar of Kali chasing him. Kali, man. Yeah. And again, more tidy people. That's a really fun collection of stuff for yeah. kind of taking fantasy in a little bit of a different direction. I really like that. Mm. There is one other range, um, which is I suppose, produced uh, under license. It's Anna Polinska uh, of Gardens of Hecate fame. Oh. So I know she has a UK distributor uh-huh. and a US distributor. Uh, the US one is like Smash Bash, uh, which tends to be just lots of kit bash and painted stuff at very expensive prices. You know, like if you want this bespoke, weird guy on a horse that I've made out of 101 parts, then you can have it for like $250 type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's only like a couple of models that Anna has sculpted in there that I could find. Um, but this this is pretty much the range of stuff that she put together, uh, which is very... Hieronymus Bosch meets Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Very much. It's, it's the stuff you would have seen in the margin of the Mordheim rulebook. Mm. <laughs> so you've got your creepy blood fiend, you know, giant skull horse on the body of a very small thing with no arms, just running about and headbutting people. He needs to stop horsing around. You. He went there. He didn't have to go there, but he went there. <laughs> Let's get shot of them. Uh, the custodian wraith, I really like. It's just this little. I mean, you expect the uh, the cloak to be revealed, and this very tall, spindly thing just keep unfolding and stand oh, up. Oh yeah, that would be, be cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a, a particularly good way to creep you out. Yeah. There's a hairy Oreo with massive nutsack <laughs> <laughs> coming at you. Twist, twist, and dip. <laughs> out of the dark I just, I'm just I love them they're just so <clears throat> random as far as familiars for your wizards go you yeah, know, it, yeah it doesn't yeah. look it doesn't look bipedally human you know not every familiar has to be just a tiny midget version of whatever oh, you know, it, it I, feels, I like the weirdness it feels very much like if the, the Monty Python um, animator had decided oh, to do Gilligan. some body horror yeah. yes yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that um, there's also things like this. A demonic snail. The demonic snail. Anna's done a few demonic snails, and they all seem to actually use real shells as a basis and then go from there. But it's looking so tiny, tiny little snail critter. Evil face on the front. You'll step on me, you'll die. <laughs> that's that snail that's been chasing people on the internet. You, you get a billion pounds, but you're chased permanently by a snail. <laughs> it will never stop never stop coming but yeah then the um the set of signposts then obviously small medium and large these Perfect. look amazing for like forbidden psalms and stuff yeah oh yeah yeah it's a really interesting little range i heard recently um that 
there's going to be another Kickstarter to expand this range. Oh, brilliant. In March or April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was something fascinatingly different to it's show. Very quirky and odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Thank you. <laughs> so that's our indie of the week for this week. Harwood Hobbies of Canada, and I know it's not pronounced that way, and I know it really annoys some people in the, the chat. So, ah. right, we should be back with some news very shortly. Coming to you from the centre of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the motherfucking news. <laughs> okay, we are back to take a look at some news, and we're going to kick things off with Battlefront and some new releases for the Red Dawn in Team Yankee. Mm. So, what are we looking at, Ben? Uh, so, over the last weekend, we got to see a couple of additional releases, um, kind of for those that are fighting back against the Soviet invasion of America. And also then the Soviets got a bunch of big guns as well, because of course they did. Um, But uh, sort of trying to hold back the Soviets, uh, we got a new set of uh, infantry, essentially, with the Mm -hmm. militia group set. Uh, Comes with a variety of different weapons, as you can see there. You've got your AK-47s, you've got your RPGs, you've got everything else in the mix. As they, as the folks at uh, Battlefront said, you may notice a few of those mm. particular characters from a, a certain movie, perhaps. Maybe, perhaps. <laughs> Discuss. Uh, but yeah, so you're going to get a whole bunch of those to add into the mix on the tabletop. It's not just that one little set. You get a, a, a bunch of those to put onto different bases mm. and stuff to fight around football stadiums and baseball stadiums and everything else in between as well. Um, to help them in their endeavours, um, because you're going to need something to transport you around and avoid all those big tanks. Uh, you have some pickup trucks. So if you wanted to get some technicals onto the tabletop, you can do um, with a bunch of machine guns and stuff mounted on the back of them. So you can mm-hmm. head around the streets of uh, America, gunning down Soviet troops that are trying to take your country from you. God damn it. <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, you get a decent set of those. I think you get four in the set, uh, but four. then you can sort of expand it out and get more and more if you want as well. I think it would be amazing to have a proper Red Dawn style battle played out with that really nice sort of grid pattern to the kind of like American suburbs and then have all the big Soviet vehicles pushing through and the helicopters going on overhead. And then you've got all of the militia groups sort of fighting between the hounds is and trying to take certain streets and that kind of thing could be very cool indeed to see that all i can time. see shay right now thinking to himself we need to we need to secure burger time that's such a good bit of that game oh my god yeah, that's that's, that's the map i'm looking i'm looking at making yeah, a yeah. table of burger town to oh, play team yankee on that would be so <laughs> cool there you go there they are the wolverines <laughs> kicking ass find that because God, look at that hair. <laughs> it was great. But, uh, yeah, some very cool uh, mm. options there for your f- people fighting back against the Soviet invasion. Uh, but as for the Soviets, they get to get to play around with some big kit. So you've got the ASU-85 Assault Gun Company that you can pick up as well. Mm-hmm. Low profile, perfect for hunting down, not wabbits, but uh, other armoured vehicles and wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's also the BPRD platoon as well, uh, which gives you a variety of different options uh, for taking out stuff in the air and on the ground. So a nice little option mm. there as well. And then rounding things off, we also have the 2S9 Nona SSP gun mortar battery. What a name. God, I love military naming. Biscuits <laughs> um, <This> brown. <laughs> Uh, which is uh, another big vehicle with a big healthy gun on the front of it for taking out uh, 
enemy troops on the tabletop. So that kind of brings to the end. I think it's the first big wave of stuff that we're going to be doing for Red Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of caps things off for the Soviets to give you pretty much everything you need to use. Then you've got that core set, and then you've got all these different sets you can dive in and pick up as well as a few of the direct-only stuff that we have looked at in the past, I think, as well. Uh, and then, you have, as I say, you've got the militia groups and the pickup trucks and everything as well. So you can play out a proper Red Dawn scenario now on the tabletop and have some fun with the game, which I think is really awesome. And I would assume we're going to be seeing a bit more of this in uh, the rest of the well, the rest of the year from Battlefront. There's lots of things planned. So yeah. I would imagine so, as long as they don't go too far and do the remake. Oh, yes. Is that Chris Hemsworth? One is it? Yeah, it's, I think it's, is it? yeah. it's got one of the the Hemsworths in it. I'm not sure, <laughs> but yeah, no. Stick with the '80s. It was much better then. Everything was better in the '80s. I'm just waiting to see whether or not Powers Booth gets a a model for the um, military commander on the ground. Oh, maybe. Yeah. He was a distinctive character. I like that. But yeah, uh, lovely looking stuff from Battlefront. Yeah, and I'm cool. wondering if they're going to go back and. When they did uh, things like um, Arnhem and uh, the 101st, they had unique rules for specific people. Uh, So Shifty Powers as a sniper and and, uh, Winters and um, Frost. And, and, you know, they all had little additional rules beyond what you would normally get for their stands as just a generic sniper, generic commander. Um, that allowed them to do extra things. And I'm wondering if they're going to do something for the Wolverines, for the militia. That would be cool. Yeah. That, that would That's be nice. Yeah. It all depends how, how closely slash loosely they're tied to the uh, the name and the, the IP, I suppose. But anyway, yeah, time true. will tell. <clears throat> time mm. will tell. Right. Next up, we're going to go... <laughs> yes. I love that jingle. Oh, my God. It takes me back. Yep. <laughs> Stuck in but everybody's yes. head now. Yeah, we're going to be uh, seeing a few more mutants dropping into Marvel Crisis Protocol in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, Atomic Mask games are going all over, all over the place. They've been doing they've been doing all sorts of weird stuff over the last little while. Uh, but yeah, Emma Frost and Psylocke are going to be coming together in a new set um, that will be releasing quite soon. It's up for pre-order right now. Um, the pack comes with two versions of Emma Frost, so you get her in her sort of classic human form essentially mm-hmm. using her mind powers uh, and then you have the diamond form of her as well because she can turn herself into organic diamond to deflect even the most deadly of weapons uh but then you also have the very cool um i, I guess the modern inter- it's the it, essentially it's the modern version of Psylocke, yeah uh, more than the older one that a lot of people actually quite like apparently according, uh, in, according to what was said in the comics but uh, yeah you get uh, the new version of Psylocke leaping forward um using her psychic abilities in a little bit of a different way to turn it all into that sort of energy blade that you see there for cutting down people she also of course has her badass regular sword as well um leaping over the fallen remains of a sentinel as you can see there yeah. so um it's, whichever it's everywhere in the background <laughs> yes exactly legs and arms are good yeah. yeah whichever whichever side of the mutant coin you come down on you're no doubt going to be uh fighting to stop the sentinels from destroying everything you hold dear which will be very cool to see on the tabletop um talking of kind of affiliations and stuff as well because obviously you could go down different routes you could you know have them as the x-men or everything in between uh emma frost is also going to get a card to uh include it in the hellfire club i was just about to ask because i know she's got the x-men logo on her um 
clasp, I suppose, on her yeah. co- brooch or pin or whatever you want to call it. But I'm going, <clears throat> I really want to see the Hellfire Club. Well, uh, there is an affiliation card in this set that to player as part of the Hellfire Club. Seems strange for her to have the affiliation without a few more members, perhaps, of the Hellfire Club. So yeah. it'd be cool to see more of them coming down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it certainly points to some interesting things for Mutant uh, Crisis Protocol in the next couple of months. And everybody loves X-Men and Mutants. So mm. give us more, please. Be yeah, I wonder who else will um, will will be joining because I th- mm. they they did resurrect slash change up the Hellfire Club um, right. with Emma and a few other members more recently, <clears throat> uh, but it was something terrible like like the East India Trading Company type of thing. It was like the Hellfire Trading Company, right? So it's not <laughs> it's not the classic old Hellfire Club that I remember. Right. Yeah. I I want my old Hellfire Club. Uh, I want to see all sorts of people in there. Yeah. What's, set, what, set fire to the world. What's quite nice with the stuff that Atomic Mass Games is they tend to look at like older stuff and newer stuff at the same time and kind of bring together different elements mm. of that. Um, like we saw that with the last stuff that they did. Um, uh, what's his name? The alien Beta Ray Bill. You yeah. know, you know, That's not true, a lot yeah, of people yeah. know who Beta Ray Bill is, but they dropped him into the mix. You know, which is pretty cool. So yeah. Well, nice. you know, he, he is. Yeah. Worthy of wielding, he uh, is meow meow. Um, beat, up, so. beat up Thor in a contest. Did yeah, what an uh, alien! <laughs> gave him his own version of meow meow to yeah. take with him. Yeah. He even appeared on the side of the the massive arena. monument yeah. monument in um, love, uh, not love and thunder, Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, he's up there with the Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, just his little little teaser circle thing. But yeah, I'll be interested. I mean, they do have <clears> they've, obviously they've got Jean Grey. Yeah, can be part of it from whenever they were doing the the old classic Hellfire Club bet. So potentially you could have Jean in there as well. Whenever mm. she was being mind melted, um, so that could be funny. Yeah, yeah. Dark Phoenix and Emma Frost just both kicking the living toys Destroying out of anybody. Everything on the tabletop. <laughs> when, when when's that going to be bad? I can't see that ever being bad ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm quitting for that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that's going to be some point in the future, and, and it's all supposition. Uh, let's take a look at something that's about to come out. Yeah, yeah. So the pre-orders have launched uh, last weekend for Parabellum's newest army, uh, the City States. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so the trailer for this is amazing in of itself. Um, but uh, this, we, we talked about these a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were the kind of the big main feature of the show where we talked about the new faction and what was coming. Um, and a lot of those kind of um, miniatures are available now. I think everything bar the big titans is pretty much on the way for everyone to pick up. We'll yeah. have a look in a second. But mm. I am I am loving the fact that um, Parabellum are going down this route of just being like, hey, we don't, we've done kind of, you know, dwarves, we've done orcs in a way, we've done the undead. Let's now just take awesome, cool things from history and mythology mm-hmm. and bring them to the tabletop. And uh, yeah, you get to see a lot of that in this, in this, in this video. There's some bits in this where I'm like, oh man, I can't wait for that guy to be a character or <laughs> that person to be a character. <laughs> the interesting thing for me is uh, obviously. Parabellum, Greek company, mm-hmm. uh, all Greeks, and it's it's almost like they went. We'll, we'll not do Greek first. <laughs> we'll, we'll give us time to bed in, get an idea of what yeah. we're doing, sort everything out, fix the flaws, a- any issues with sculpting, all the rest, because we don't want to mess it up. 
do Romans Let's first. Make sure the Greeks are the best. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the the video is worth a watch anyway because essentially they just sit and explain how uh, the Greeks are the best in every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else is terrible. I want, but they're amazing. I want that. I want those guys. Oh god, you can have those guys. Look, there's Liam Deeson. <laughs> uh, that mean we get a Henry Cavill as well because you know was he thing. in that he was yeah oh man wasn't he the wasn't he the I've no idea I've... oh no 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 because he wasn't in Clash of the Titans he was in a different one wasn't he yeah 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 no, it was Zeus and um, Sam oh, Ralph Worthington was yeah he Sam the... Worthington played Sam Worthington Perseus, was Perseus that was it yeah. and, and Ralph Fiennes played uh, Hades that's the one but yeah, well, we'll, we'll have them, please. Mm. <laughs> the Steve thing that was the thing I think that thing that was really nice about these, and it's something that I've only really noticed now that we've seen the the painted versions of the miniatures, mm-hmm. is I love this mix of the fantastical with almost this kind of magical arch archaeotech kind of stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's really cool. There's yeah. a very um, almost clockwork slash, yes, you know, yeah. moving parts going on with the the likes of the shields and uh, the armor and, and bits and pieces like that. I suppose yeah. it comes. To, I mean, you know, they had ancient Greece had steam engines and stuff that they used as like fun little trinkets. So the idea of sort of spinning bronze and stuff makes sense. So you, yeah. you just take the next step and go. Well, what if they they launch themselves wholeheartedly into this with some magic yeah. as well, and you get some absolutely cracking looking uh, characters. Yeah, so you got the the Polymarch there, mm. Aristarch, which are your two kind of standard HQ characters for the yeah. moment, uh, and then you get your kind of troops. So you've got your Hoplites and your Phalangites as well. So we so, again yeah. we talked about these previously, but they are kind of rank and file city state troops that have been brought yeah. up to fight, and then the Phalangites are your um, veteran. veteran veteran warriors, um, and then there's the two versions of the Minotaurs as well. So you've got the Haspits and the Therians. So you've got two different versions of them. You've got the big burly ones with the shields acting as your bulwark on the tabletop. Hmm. I really prefer this paint scheme to the one that they did in the preview document as well, actually. Right. I think the darker skin, I think, looks really nice. Um, and then you've got these ones as well, charging forward to smash people up with axes and hammers. Weirdly, is, uh, I preferred the lighter skin. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I just think there's slightly more <laughs> contrast on the lighter one. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But you know, yeah. it's teach teach to their own. You know, yeah. we'll not fall out about it. No. As long as they Why don't have like Frisian heifers. Well, yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're evil cows. They're the worst cows. They are um, the absolute worst cows. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also uh the two player starter set, which mm. you can win. Yeah. See what we did there? Uh, which comes top, 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 yeah. by merch. Yeah which comes with the city-states and the Nords in it. Um, I've seen a lot of people being like, ah, oh, I've always really wanted a Nords army. And I've also got a friend who quite likes the, the new city-states models. Mm. Marriage made in heaven. Go and buy this together I, with a friend and have fun. So. I hate this because I like both. <laughs> I believe those characters are only available in they the set. They are only well. available in that set. I'm going to have to get the set. Uh. <laughs> they're, the, they're the two factions that I like, that aesthetically I like the look of the most. So. They're very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I think it's I think it's one of those sets, um, and it's what I, I think it's it's two of those armies mm-hmm. where I think for the majority of it, you can look at the whole range and be like, I think I like the majority of this because mm. I think there's some maybe perhaps within the Congress range where you're like, oh, I really like like maybe 40, 50 percent of these models. And then maybe not some of the other ones. I think for a lot of people, these are the two armies that are like, I think I love everything. So mm. 
So yeah, very cool. Who would have thought Vikings versus Greeks would be such a draw? Huh? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. You get and also you get a Jotnar in that set as well. That's not the light. I mean that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which is so, yeah. is filth. But I'm I'm gonna go out of them and say if if he's in there, it's to counteract these guys. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. so they must be right up there. Mm-hmm. Um Especially because I mean they're well they're all dual kits, so you don't they have are, yeah. to go hoplite phalangite uh, and two units of hoplites, two units of the phalangites, etc. Yeah, yeah. phalanges. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they do next. It's going to be very cool. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see um, where the rest of this month goes because obviously they're finishing off their living world. There's another yep. week left. Yeah, 27th of January that finishes. If you haven't voted for what the new army will be in a year or so, uh, you can still do that because they've started to do some of the concept art and a few renders of heroes and stuff as well for the three factions. At the moment, my poor dogs of war languishing, languishing far behind. Uh, oh, when, no. last I lo- when last <laughs> I looked, hell and the um, the unusual amalgam of people at the base of the world tree were ramping away with it. Uh, however, the um, Sorcerer Kings were quite close to them. There was a bit, I mean, it was like, you know, 40 odd percent, 30 odd percent, 16 percent way off in the past for the self swords. It's like, oh, it's so far back, they're never reaching it. Um, But, you know, there's still time. Maybe there'll be a massive swing the last week. When when more of the concept art stuff comes out, maybe that'll swing people's uh, opinions and stuff. So, yeah. Should see that. I believe if you go to the Parabellum's website today as you're watching this uh, it updates on a Friday so you'll be able to see the, uh, the the newest bit and then next week will be how the armies are due to play I believe the concept the, the concept behind the actual cool. um, th- which could change everything because at that point people go oh no Dogs of War is the way to go if I want a, I want an <laughs> army that's really that style of play they do all the things I want. they do all the thing you know whatever happens to be um uh you know they'll look at hell and go oh, uh, you know dragon people <laughs> and a couple of dwarves and some no nah, it's not not for me a bit too much sitting back and burning i don't know anyway i mean i quite like dragon people but okay <laughs> <laughs> no don't foot sell swords don't make me mix up accounts for all of you win there we go <laughs> <laughs> right um so yeah, a lot coming from Parabellum over the next week slash months, and obviously the uh, the city states will be a a big part of that. Uh, so hopefully we'll get a few bits and pieces under camera for them, and they're not too distant as well. Having a look, however, at the world of historics, yeah, and War Games Atlantic, mm. yeah, they're they're pretty much doing everything. It seems uh, I don't think they can be stopped. <laughs> There is endless, endless amounts of stuff coming out of War Games Atlantic uh, because someone on their team has gone, "Hey, three D printing! This three D printing is amazing. Let's just do it." <laughs> um, that or they find a big case of Panzer chocolate somewhere, maybe just been feeding it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, obviously, their Atlantic Digital Collection has been growing and growing and growing over the last couple of weeks, and they're always doing amazing stuff for their Patreons and stuff. But um, they've also done a really nice uh, sort of dual release sort of thing mm-hmm. with the only game section of the my mini factory sort of empire i guess mm-hmm. um where they're pro- providing a whole bunch of these 3d prints in 3d printed resin for you without the need to have one at home essentially mm. 
And the four packs that they've been working on recently include the female French resistance, as you see there, which are looking very awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I particularly like the lady who's lighting her cigarette because she's just yeah. killed a bunch of Nazis. Amazing. <laughs> and also the one who's riding into town on her bike with her pistol at the ready, <laughs> which I thought was a nice little addition into the mix. Very cool. I wonder if if it's a specific set, like these are the models that will be printed or if they just print you all the bits because I know in the digital version, uh-huh. it's uh the core bodies and then all the arms and, and heads are separate and you can sort of mix and match or the, yeah. or the arms are separate i think it's essentially is it it's, i think it's essentially you get the kit and you right. just got to just, do it just together i think form so put it together. It, it, yeah. it's whatever that is over on the my mini factory page is essentially oh, translated okay, cool. into we just print these for you as far as i'm aware anyway yeah. um people can tell me if i'm wrong yeah. um there's also a set for lawrence of arabia uh, who's planning a revolt of, of his own. Um, so you've got a whole range of different versions of the character there, which I think mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, that That is one of those films that I've watched a couple of times, and I'm fairly sure I remember very distinct bits of it, mm-hmm. like occasionally, mm-hmm. <laughs> but never the film in its entirety. Never, never the film in its entirety. <laughs> I've been I mean, it is very long. Oh, wow. That's right. cool. Yeah. Excellent. Did you stay for tea? No. <laughs> is it- there was there was, however, a tank gun range just like a mile away from it. So I was oh. just listening to that happening and everyone else was like, You're not joining the tour and I was like, There's a tour. <laughs> <laughs> I hear bangs. I hear bangs, bangs in the distance. But, that's uh, yeah. that's quite nice. If you're yeah. gonna go for the Arab revolt as well. Exactly. Yeah. There's um Ottoman heads in their digital range that you can use with the uh, plastic Germans. World yeah. War Germans who's lurking just over here on the screen um, <laughs> to turn them into the Ottomans to fight against them. So you can, you yeah. can do your Arab revolt in that, right? Yeah. Just cool. Uh, talking of revolting people, uh, yes. there are also the peasants. The peasants who are, are doing revolting. Um, so if you're looking to throw these into some medieval games or perhaps even um, Fantasy. something fantastical, oh, yeah. you could use these in, in, in your games as well. Um, you get a nice selection of um, very angry villagers yeah. um, who are probably not liking the fact that you're deciding to raid their town or village for supplies um, or take over their houses to live in as you go on the march yeah. to war or something. Um, so you wanted to stage a little bit of an interesting scenario, perhaps in something like the Baron's War. Baron's War, you could use these. Yeah. would be very good. Uh, you got them, some of them armed with, you know, actual weapons. <laughs> some of them armed with not so accurate and useful weapons, but I'm sure you could still do someone with a pitchfork probably. You say actual uh, weapon. Yeah. I don't think that is an actual weapon. Well, I, I don't think, think it that, is, no. I yeah, think no, it's yeah. used for threshing corn Probably to get the, is, yeah. uh, the stuff yeah. off it. So, yeah. yeah. But he's he's armed with an apple. He is? Yeah. Throw that at someone. Yeah. Knock him out. Yeah. <laughs> Knock him off a bridge into a river. <laughs> <laughs> and then get your pitchfork friends to hold him under. Yeah. yeah. I also quite like the idea that maybe that lady at the bottom who's trundling forward that wheelbarrow with the yeah. cart on it, that's actually probably got like explosives or something in it or, or like so burning just, oil or just something. Just filled with yeah. oil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's about to go and dump that on some troops. I think that'd be really cool. Roll it down so, the hill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a nice section of different options there for those people who want to play around with interesting scenarios and stuff mm. in their games. And then last but not least, we also have their classic fantasy orcs. Um, so War Games Atlantic have done um, fantasy goblins. goblins up until this point, which have yeah. a same, same feel aesthetic. and aesthetic. Yeah, and, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of obviously falls into line with that. Um, you've got that sort of, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the artist, this particular Lord of the Rings artist who did amazing stuff for the Middle Earth role-playing game 
like way back in the day. Mm-hmm. His name escapes me now, unfortunately, but uh, this art very much marries up with that. And a lot right. of that kind of old Tolkien-esque style of artwork uh-huh. from the day. Um, so if you wanted to go down that route, you could obviously do that. Uh, but of course, these are essentially very generic in that regard. So you could use them for any games you're playing. Yeah. Bit of Oathmark, for example, would be really good. Or yeah, Kings of War true. as well. Use yeah. for that, but uh, yeah, it's, nice. uh, it's it's nice to see those as well. Considering the goblins have been kicking around for a little while now, and you can have them mounted on spiders if you want as yeah. well. Yeah. So you can have goblin infantry, goblin calf. They just need uh, some solid hard hitters in the middle of the lines, and yeah, yeah a nice range of weaponry on them as well, from spears, yeah. bows, some sort of massive halberd, I believe that is. But yeah, and it, if you, if you go for the three D printed versions of these, as in the three D print SDL five versions mm. of these, obviously you get all of these bits, so you can make as many regiments as you like, <laughs> mm. which is always nice. So yeah, very fantastic cool stuff. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see what they're going to do next because they're um, who knows from week to week. <laughs> yeah, I I, so, I think yeah. the next I want to say the next release is due today. It may even already be up by the time you're watching this. Um, but there really is no stopping them from whenever they went. You know what we're going to do? We're going to do some digital stuff for in between the plastics because plastics take a while to get to market. Uh, and, and I think everybody expected a small amount of figures or maybe the occasional like a, a couple every month. Yeah, yeah or, or a, like an add-on pack <laughs> for something they've already released. You know, like here's some new arms or new heads. No. No, they've just put Released the entire uh, armies essentially. They just put the foot down and just went yeah. uh, accelerated over everything's uh, everybody's expectations. Yeah. Uh, so whether you, after heads and alternate arms or characters for the halflings or full in some cases full units, you know, it's all just all as long as they give me my 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 well one Brits. Yes, I'm fine. Yeah, so. they are coming. <laughs> we all know they're coming. We've seen yeah. seen Matt Lee's um, test paint jobs for the, yes. the box art already. So yeah, yeah, they are. They're on their way. Don't worry. Calm down. I need them. <laughs> Even a little Italian tankette, John. Oh, mm. yeah. You could do it around the place in a teeny tiny little <laughs> the equivalent of a Fiat in the tank world. But anyway, uh, interesting stuff, and uh, yeah. Fascinating to see what people are going to be using some of the stuff for. I was looking at the female partisans there because um, Zero 200 Hours, I think, is going to be releasing partisan rules. Yep. So you, you can have your your insurgents and your OSS sort of stuff kicking around very shortly. So having That's a lot of that. people running around and, and doing uh, some sabotage missions behind enemy lines uh, mm-hmm. could be fun. Right, where are we off to next then? Uh, so next up, we're going to be looking at uh, Art of War Studios, who have been playing around with more of their MDF terrain. This is a set that um, they have actually been working on for a little while now, but it essentially allow, it fills the gap that a lot of people have found between <laughs> wanting to play boarding actions and then mm. going, oh, it costs that much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a set that can be picked up in two sizes, essentially. So you can either pick it up in Gallo Dark set size, essentially, mm-hmm. which is for the Kill Team um, set that came out recently, or you can pick it up for boarding actions, and that gives you all of the terrain that you would have got from the big plastic kit that Games Workshop did, but obviously in a cheaper MDF 
Um, that doesn't mean that it's less detailed. Mm -hmm. As you can see here, they have still etched in a whole bunch of awesome detail and created opening doors and little bits of scatter train and all that kind of good stuff as well. Um, it's exactly as modular as the plastic set is um, from Games Workshop 2. So um, if you are looking to use this for the official games from the, um, the first Arcs of Omen book, then you can do that. There's a little breakdown of all the different components mm. you get in the set yeah. as well. But as you can see, it scales really nicely as well, has a really nice kind of daunting feel to it. Um, makes you feel like you're playing inside the interior of a space station or something like that. Um, as, as was also pointed out by a lot of people, if you picked up one of these sets, for example, I think there's, they're around 60, 70 quid, which is pretty good compared to the 100, 130 for the plastic kit. Mm. Um, you just need to essentially then have squared paper or you know a gaming mat that has reasonable dimensions on it or something, uh, and then just put the cubes out and you'd be pretty much ready to go, essentially, because all of this kit that you get here matches up to the plastic ones. So it should be, just be a case of looking at the layout in the Arcs of Omen book and then just matching it up, essentially, really, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a little bit of a alternative, perhaps, to the plastic range in Games Workshop, uh, I would recommend going to have a look at the stuff from Art of War because... Uh, they, they, they do really fun little kits, really. So, so it's a lot of wood. It is. <laughs> uh, it's relatively to simple to, be, to put it together, mind you. Well, yeah, it's just yeah. essentially two sides, two sides and then and the it. clips to keep it standing up, really. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, which is a lot better than a lot of MDF terrain as well, which yeah. can be a little bit fiddly. Uh, but yeah, so. I like chunky. Mm. Chunk, chunky means robust, means it yeah. will survive contact with me. <laughs> chucking it in a box when I'm finished playing yeah yeah. I really like the fact that I, re I really like the way that they've done the modular system where essentially you've got the little different bits on the top and then you just click that <clears> little yeah. square bit on the top and that keeps it all together and then you can hook the bits there's, there's hooks those, going yeah. into the columns yeah to the columns cool. yeah but there's what so, 56 nice walls walls separate Ports, blah blah blah. So that's the big walls one there, doors. Yeah. Yeah. So 70, 80, 100, 104, 104 walls. Mm. Oh no, it's not. It's 56 columns. Sorry. So 48 walls plus 56 columns. It's still substantial. Yeah. What size? Because this was asked the other day by somebody, what size does boarding actions play out on that? I genuinely like don't know. Four. I think it comes on a boarding action size board. So whatever, right? All right. So it's, it's a, whatever games have determined is the boarding action size tabletop. So it'll be so. something weird, like twenty-two and three-quarter inches Probably. by thirty-seven and an eighth. We'll know for sure when companies like Deep Cut have mm -hmm. got the boarding action set and I then have measured it and yeah. made mats for it. So <laughs> that's good. That's that's what we're waiting for, essentially. So yeah. well, Crispin, if you're watching, take that as your rough guide for the internal structure of your yeah. ship. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's currently making his ship is five foot two inches at the moment. Okay. With an right. internal deck that he plans on putting corridors in for boarding actions. And well, there we go. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that will fit inside that, Crispin. You go. Be all that you can be. We look forward <laughs> to seeing the pictures in the project in the future. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so sticking with the grim dark of 40K. Yes. We have some actual games workshopping news. Yeah. So Kadia stands again with the release of uh, essentially all of the stuff that we saw in the big army set last year, mm -hmm. plus uh, a range of the new releases to go alongside the codex. Um, so leading the way is Zap Brannigan. Uh, sorry. Mm -hmm. 
Lord Solar Leontus. Right. Sure. I always get that confused. It's because of his velour suit. That's why. <laughs> mm, velour. Yeah. So you've got Lord Solar there on his mechanical horse, um, leading the way into battle, looking very resplendent mm. on the back of that. Um, I suppose, I, I wonder if someone in the design team was like, and we'll mount, we'll mount him on a horse. Uh-huh. And then someone said, well, people just complain that they'll get shot and die. We make it a mechanical horse. <laughs> maybe they just had the there. files left over from the old Imperial engineer on mechanical maybe, horse. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's yeah, right, you know what? Yeah, yeah. It's practically good enough to go already. Pretty much, yeah. that. The, the fact that they decided <laughs> to add a real tail to it is a bit weird. <laughs> I just imagine Maybe there's massive, a very small pony inside the, yeah. No, just huge herds somewhere off in the galaxy, and they just spend all their time docking their tails and gluing them <laughs> on the mechanical horses. They're only kept for their tails. Yeah. Or well, there's a bunch of angry furries who've just lost all their kit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also Lord Castlin Ursula Creed as well. Um, she is so- the only model from this release I'll be buying. <laughs> She's very cool as well. I love yeah. that they've even gone to the. Um, the lens of mimicking the look of the old Creed with the two pistols on the front mm. of his belt. Which you mean her really daddy? Awesome. Oh, yes, her daddy. Yeah, 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 her dad, who's somewhere locked in a Necron vault still, I think, probably. So, yeah, very they cool. Say he's, they say he's dead, but... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> never say never. They say Yarrick is dead, but I'm pretty sure he's, he's next to Creed back. in, in, in yeah. a Tesseract vault too. Yeah. He'll fight his way out of that vault sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you've got the, her leading the way. She can give like additional orders to her troops as well to keep them fighting at the height of their capabilities. You also then got your kind of standard troops as well. So you've got the um, Cadian command squad marching forward into battle with a range of different options on there. Um, you, you've you picked up the uh, Cadian set, didn't you, John? Two of them. You've got two of them? Two of yeah. them, yeah. Did you find it was a fun little kit and stuff to play around with? And things? Yeah, the, the command squad's nice. Yeah. Um, I initially thought the, the Voxcaster looked absolutely stupid with that antenna oh, yeah but he's not actually that bad once you see the the miniature up, right. up close and all yeah. he, he's he's cool i still have a, my second command squad that i haven't built yet because i have no need for a second one um, <laughs> no need for options second i guess squad. yeah oh that's right they changed the structure of imperial guard haven't they you don't need command don't squads need for every a, trip no you don't need a platoon commander to take um, two squads of your minimum two squads of infantry with it anymore okay that's you a know. shame all that flavor gone. Oh, you should <laughs> see how many command squads my Praetorians have. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think I've got about 50 men just in command squads. <laughs> ah, well. Say to me. Not like I've been used anytime soon anyway. Yeah. Uh, you've also got your shock troopers as well. So you've got your Canadian shock troopers that come with all the different options that you'd expect. You've got a couple of special weapons in there. You've got your Voxcaster unit. You've got your sergeants and stuff. And there's a nice mix of both male and female heads in there as well um, for you to make different uh, troopers. This obviously then goes in line with the upgrade kit that they've also mm. been talking about recently as well that was leaked and then obviously Games Workshop had to talk about it properly, um, which is going to be coming down the line as well. So watch out for that. You've got your heavy weapon squads there. You've got your field ordnance batteries and everything too. So these are essentially a little bit like the older kits, but they've just replaced some of the crew with the... Um, uh, the new models and stuff as well. They've they've made them look so much better. Yes. They, the, they, field, the field ordnance batteries are my favorite. They're so cool. <laughs> Color a surprise, John. Yeah. I like that even What was it that the... drew you to the massive ordnance? <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that. I like that even in the grim dark future, someone still has to stand there with a little hand wheel to lift up the um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the to, guns. To bed it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are so, you yeah. going to spend money on an automatic system, though? <laughs> Think how many they've got to build. You have to you have to view the Imperium as pretty much Soviet Russia when let, it comes to actually their kit. Yeah. Let, let me how put cheaply it, can we get this out there? Let me put it in another way, right? If you own a camper van, you have to wind down the feet on it. But you could spend another three grand to have the camper van do it itself. <laughs> multiply that out across the Imperium. I exactly. mean, yes. that's a whole other story. And now we know why it's a hand crank. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you've got your big guns there, as you, as you would imagine. Uh, and then sort of capping things off for the kind of re- like real new stuff, uh, we have the Sentinel, which has been sort of updated in design. There, so you've got the kind of scout variant, then and then the slightly more armored version, uh, with a bunch of heavy weapons, and then that little that little chainsaw for uh, cutting stabby. people up. Stabby, stabby. Um, as I said, as I said in the article, I don't know how useful it'll be because it looks like a little T Rex arm. But, it, it yeah. yeah, all you need to do is kneel down. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I would imagine when that's suddenly um, you know guts deep into a carnifex and you've managed to kill it i think you'd probably be quite ha- uh, happy that you had it probably uh, but there we go um but unless the carnifex ripped it to pieces before then i suppose <laughs> i think we know how that's going to go yeah uh, and then there's also the rogel dawn battle tank which is um their big new tank that john has just blared at i thought you would have liked some of that it's got, it's got loads of stowage on it people love stowage john yeah, still yeah stowage is fine but when your tank looks like a piece of crap I don't oh, care. Fair enough. Right, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. It looks like <laughs> it looks like something that was designed by France in 1928. Like, oh, <laughs> oh that's so harsh. harsh. <laughs> it's very harsh. Like they've got a couple of flamers out front that you can hang your washing line across Too when you're not in battle. Guns. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of guns on this thing. Too many. Yeah, it's one. Of, yeah, <laughs> it is perhaps maybe overladen with uh, firearms. Um, I think a lot of people are saying that for its points cost, it's not particularly great either. No. You might as well just run more Lehman Russes or a Bane Blade or something as well. So. You may as well have a squadron of Lehman Russes because the current codex means that all their weapon choices are free. Well, there so you you're go. Just paying for yeah. the base tank plus whatever sponsons you stick on it, but all the weapons are free. Well, just what, what's the point in having yeah. a big meat, yeah. like a bullet soak like that? Just yeah. Nah. Screw you, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> Russ what did you ever forward. do for the Imperium? <laughs> uh, oh, and yet, so as long as, 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 long, as well as those uh, releases, there's also going to be yep. new stuff coming out for, uh, well, they're doing like a repackage of the Bane Blade. They're bringing, they're re-releasing the Primaris Psyker, doing a bunch of other stuff as well. You can also get your hands on the Codex properly for the first time this weekend by pre-order. Presumably uh, that one, which was the Army one, with the alternate yeah, covers just gone. No. Is it still? So the the special one was the one with uh, Leontus on the front, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that's oh, that's okay. now gone. So yeah, and this is the kind of core one that they're doing now. Mm. Uh, so you get that so, codex. You can also buy the dice and the data cards as well. So they're doing a special edition of the special edition, edition. copy of the codex. Yes, yes, they <laughs> it's are. the least special edition, special edition. Yeah, if you missed the first special edition, we got another special edition we for heard you. you. Like yeah. special editions, so. I'm not sure how much the full bleed artwork on the front actually helps it, to be honest. I don't, I, I mean, it looks nice, I guess, but I think it looks nice enough on the, on the, on the regular version of the codex. You're not honest, really so. missing anything no, on the regular not. version. It's sometimes, sometimes you, you miss things because they've got the overlays on it. In yeah. this one, you it looks like they've just, 
they've just zoomed in. Zoomed in. Yeah. To zoomed in and recolored. Make it fit better. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did recolor uh, it, didn't they? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Wacky people. Stanley shows off the Imperium in all its finery, rushing forward as hordes of infantry being told, mm. don't turn back by a commissar. So, yeah. You'll get shot in the head <laughs> if you do. Yeah. Uh, there's also the dice, as you can dice. see there, and there's also a set of data cards as well. Yeah. So uh, you can get everything you need now for playing as the Astra Militarum on the tabletop. I say the Astra Militarum, which is actually playing as the Cadians, but. Is <laughs> Cadia uh, still go. gone? Yeah. It, it blew up. It yes. hasn't come yeah. back yet. They, they got a checking. new. They got a new planet. They just right, literally yeah. called New Kidia. New Kidia. Yeah. I will say that uh, Peachy over on the painting phase did a very cool video uh, this week where mm. he painted up the army set in like twelve hours. I think it was. Well, not well. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll leave the video up to see whether or not he did it in time. Uh, but he painted them up in the city fight colors uh, of the Cadians, and it's a really fun one because he shows us some really interesting tips for quickly painting vehicles and all that kind of stuff as well. So maybe go and check that out. Peach is great. So there, go and watch that. Lucky fun. <laughs> he escaped. He escaped the monolith. And uh, just like <laughs> just like Creed did that one time when he was let out, I guess, actually. <laughs> right. But there we go. So. <laughs> Enough conspiracy theorying about yeah. where characters from the Imperial Guard currently are. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick switch. And when we come back, we'll be looking at some 3D printing. Okay, we're here to round out the show and we're going to be kicking things off with a look at some 3D printing. Yes. Interesting little selection you found there, young man. Indeedy. Yeah, so uh, this one um, was something just sort of, I, I was scrolling through the tribes selection over on my manufacturing house. Like, let's, let's see if I can find something a little bit quirky. Uh, so this one is Primal Collectibles, mm. who work on a whole range of very interesting sort of um, RPG board gamey style stuff that might be quite handy for those people who like a little bit of kind of hero questy awesomeness on the table i don't perhaps. know what you mean <laughs> those particular colored rooms maybe mm. <laughs> um so yeah one of the things that they do is they do things like uh, the busts and stuff that you can see there mm. but they also do a range of characters and monsters and all sorts of things in between for you to play out kind of awesome role-playing encounters and board game adventures on the tabletop and everything in between as well. I think it's really nice. Um, they've kind of bundled them up into different sets and stuff. And they have that sort of very classic high fantasy feel to them for the most part. Um, so they're the kind of things that you maybe would have seen in the, you know, the player player's handbook of something of 3.5 or Pathfinder or something like that. Um, There's a, a barbarian on the, one of the covers of um, the dark eye, the, the Schwarze Auge. Yes. Yeah. He yeah, looks actually. almost identical. They've just dwarfified yeah, yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the winged helm and stuff. With the winged helm, the axe, and the shield in that pose. Yeah. It's oh. just just screaming for us. Mm-hmm. He's quite but cute. It's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting little selection that kind of, um, at first sort of look, you're like, oh, it's just going to like standard RPG fare, mm-hmm. really. But I think they've kind of built it up with some interesting little packs and, and stuff. Uh, especially with the monsters and things that they're thrown into it yeah. and sort of the additional bits and pieces. So they do things like door sets and terrain and everything as well. So um, it's kind of a one-stop shop if you wanted to dive in and pick up like a bunch of stuff for playing out fun role-playing adventures on the tabletop um, and theme things around a particular sort of um, vibe for your next campaign, for example, perhaps. 
um, which I think it's, is really nice to see. It's a nice looking yeah. throne. I do like a good throne. Yeah. Because then you think, then you always think that, you know, something terrible lives on it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's the terrible thing that lives on it. <laughs> oh, somebody's made a terrible mistake. Don't come here. <laughs> get punched repeatedly in the face yeah. by a ogre with twin punch daggers on one hand. Yeah, the way so. the way that I kind of viewed the stuff that they've done is almost a little bit like the uh, packs that Steamforge do. You know, hmm. their um, uh, epic, epic encounters. Epic encounters yeah. Where they kind of gone, here's a box that gives you maybe a bunch of characters, a bunch of monsters, maybe a section of different characters for you to play as, some terrain pieces and that kind of stuff. They give you the boards and stuff that you can play on if you want to print them out as well. Uh, and then they kind of go, say, Go forth and adventure, which is always which is always cool to see, mm. uh, and it helps out DMs, I think, especially DMs or storytellers or whatever, however you want to say it, uh, that are kind of putting together adventures because maybe if they have access to a three D printer, they'll be like, uh, boom, right, I want to do an adventure in the next couple of weeks. Let's focus it all around the Mirror Maze, for example, which is one of their sets. Mm. Um, cool. So I'll just download all the terrain for it. Uh, the characters and all that kind of thing. We'll dive in, we'll play through that adventure and we'll have some fun. I just think it's a really nice way of doing things. Uh, Take a so, look at yeah. some of these bundles. So our mm. classic heroes bundle contains all the heroes that are fit to print. Yeah. Barbarians, wizards, ranger, paladin, fighter. Those do look really good too. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. card you know how we were saying to shay that maybe we shouldn't show him anything that's quite nice Mm -hmm. to print Mm -hmm. oh well we failed (laughs) ah you tried your best and failed the lesson is never try look argos (laughs) i love kravos there he's so cool very um conan from the front of i'm fairly sure at least three or four books or mm. graphic novels, I think. <laughs> and Brumir as well is amazing with his cracked helm, ho- his cracked horned helm there as well, smashing someone up. Very nice. Um, but yeah. They are lovely classical mm-hmm. adventurers. Mm-hmm. And their essential enemies contain. I mean, I wouldn't say any of these were essential. I wouldn't want to see any of these. <laughs> Generally, my group's. Uh, you know, they get murdered to death by kobolds mm-hmm. in, in one of the outer sanctums. They never get to see anything like this mm-hmm. further down. But obviously, what's quite nice about that set, maybe yeah, if you play a little bit of Hero Quest, there's your sorcerer that you'll know know from the original Hero Quest in the mm-hmm. middle, very not skeletal, mm-hmm. uh, alongside, you know, Chaos Warriors, Orcs, Femir, Goblins, Undead, the Gargoyle, that's mm-hmm. also kind of like a demon as well. So they've definitely gone in and gone. Wouldn't it be fun if we did this, but with a twist? There's even skeletons with size and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah. It's a nice little set, I think. Oh, I love that one. The freezing Darkness, yeah. too, can deal with ice yetis, gargoyles, and giant bears. I've, um, always, wanted no, to play, I've always wanted to play a were creature or mm-hmm. were character in D&D. And just do like a big werebear. Yeah. (laughs) Just run a barbarian. And then when he turns in, when he rages, he literally just turns into like a werebear or a werewolf or something. That'd be really cool way of doing it. Really should. Don't let any GM stop you. If only there were people who let me play D&D rather than run it. (laughs) Problem problem is, Ben, if you were doing that and you were like, say, level three or something, would you not just turn into like a little scrawny, little fluffy thing? Probably. Yeah. You'd You'd actually have to like, 
you know, have a higher charisma score because then you could just charm people by being so cute. Oh, oh my god, yeah, that would be the good way. There's actually something. There's something very much like that in the second Kings of the Wild book, Bloody Rose, where the barbarian druid shapeshifter he gets like performance anxiety, and so when he goes out into the arena to turn and like prepares to turn into a werebear, he's like charging forward, and then he just turns into a little bear cub, <laughs> and then rolls over. <laughs> so it was really cool. Oh yeah. dear. Yeah. Look it's at that fine. set of dark sorcerers. That's amazing. Yeah. They are good. Look at this one. Yeah. He's got a little familiar. He does. I like it's, the chap it's just on a the horse skull left, with I mean. two legs and a set of balls, mind you. So, as we've already <laughs> discovered, are the best, best types of familiar. Yeah. But yeah, very cool stuff indeed from them. The covers are range of different things. I like that everything's kind of focused around a the theme as well, mm-hmm. which obviously works very nicely with the idea of them using tribes and Patreon and all that kind of stuff as well, which is always good to see. Uh, but, you know, with a lot of people out there at the moment looking to do interesting stuff with role-playing games that maybe steps outside the bounds of uh, what they've been doing before. Maybe this is something you can come and have a look at and uh, start to use these in your new games of Pathfinder or Fantasy Age. The other thing that I really like about this as well is that if, say, you're tracking initiative, mm-hmm. rather than using just names on a board, use the, use the, busts. Um, use the busts as the initiative trackers and away yeah. you go. No confusion then. You can just see how it all goes in the, in the line. That's Who's cool. next? Well, I think you'll see. Yeah, it's, it's the Gremlins. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some absolutely gorgeous bits of um, mm-hmm. terrain in there as well. Is yeah. that is that a halfling based on Charles Bronson? Not quite, which is a bit of a shame because <laughs> all I'm thinking now is Death Wish Bronson as a halfling, <laughs> just with a massive crossbow pistol. Wow! Yeah, going room to room. Dealing with the uh, the scum of the village, Bronson and his faithful goat. Yeah, I'm if not anyone, be able if, to if not any, think if, of Charles Bronson as a halfling now. That's if anyone, yeah, oh, that might be Baphomet. Yeah, yeah. Or if anyone's seen Banshees of Inisherin, oh yeah, suddenly love the idea of cute um, animals. So, <laughs> cute, I was cute about companion to, animals. I was about to quote something from it, but I can't because a it's spoilers and b. Lots of swearing at it. So. Yes. But yeah. But I, think, I think you know the one I'm talking about, Ben. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they are terrific. I oh, quite like these um, with the classic style animation, which I suppose is, must be the concept art it came from. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, was it Dragon Quest, the, the video game? The, the kind of one where you'd like, uh, you know, you played as that knight. You had to go mm. through the castle and would get burnt and then turn into a skeleton and stuff. Yeah, Dungeon. kind of reminds me of that kind of thing. So, yeah. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. That's the one. Dragon's Lair. Yeah, I can. Well, I played that. that a few times and absolutely sucked at it. <laughs> it's it's nice yeah. that there's the miniatures and the busts and all, mm-hmm. but the um, boards fascinate me. So mm-hmm. presumably that's just the files. Then you're going to have to get those printed. Yeah, so I think you just print them out. You'd have to get them professional. Well, you probably have to get them to a professional printer well, to do out. I, I, I was thinking that, I yeah. suppose, because people use virtual things, don't they? That's the whole big kick up is because everyone uses virtual things. Yeah. Maybe you could just use download them, them into that. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know how technology works. Just download <laughs> this into something and then use it virtually. That's that's how that works, isn't well, it? As long as it's, like, as long as it's a high, well, you'd assume it's going to be a high enough quality image that you could upload it into something and it would work nicely, if, you know, with digital elements as well so yeah digital elephants I like that. 
And because of the way that Roll20 and stuff work, you can make things in shadow and things, so you wouldn't be able to see all the rooms and stuff. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. 100%. I know that. Yeah. Well, you saw that happen when we played uh, that Firelock World War II game. You know, when we had Roll like. 20? The... Oh, right. Was yeah, that what you're choosing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Somebody in America was pressing buttons and things sort of appeared. Yeah, that's yeah. how we had line of sight right, okay. things and oh, couldn't right, see right. certain things. Yeah, Hearing me, Jerry. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, so mm-hmm. the current bundle then is Ogres mm-hmm. for January. Yep. So if you want to have uh, somebody creeping around on that massive throne, you can do this thing. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He's a brule. Again, I was going to swear. I'm, going, I'm trying to be very good these days. <laughs> Only because Justin twitches every time we swear because he has yeah, to go in and beep us. True. Yeah. So a nice set of figures. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for slightly more Ogres, though. Because it is kind of hero quest-ish. It is, yeah. yeah. You, you want a few more Ogres to run about and club people whenever they're in your dungeon. Mm-hmm. Slash Ogre. It was Ogre King's Halls? Something like that. I can't remember. It's been so long since I owned it. Anyway. You know, a few more just sort of random typical guard ogres i mean obviously yeah, a, nice, cool. a nice ogre lord yeah. is is cute uh, but i want a few more just randos to be mm. battered to death by the heroes as they murder hobo the way through the dungeon you can't have everything <laughs> in life i suppose but yeah, yeah lovely stuff so that is primal collectibles you can find them on my mini factory mm-hmm. um and if you're interested in checking out their bundle for January, you have a few weeks left. Then I assume the price spikes afterwards if you're not. I'll drop the uh, links below. So. I, I right. put a lot of work into those links. Better Does, go click them. Go so, click them. Yeah. You just have to click that little bit that says show more. Yeah. It's just like screeds <laughs> of information that nobody looks at. Not saying it's a waste of your life there, but uh, <laughs> might be, might be a Right, we have two Kickstarters to finish things off. What have you found? Uh, so the first one uh, comes from Albert, just Albert. Good. <laughs> uh, and this is a fellow uh, down in the Southern Hemisphere, I believe, in Australia, uh, mm-hmm. who has come up with a new fun little way of building together uh, bits of terrain called Slice and Slot. Um, so they have Albert. bought together. That's, hello, Albert. <laughs> As you can see, they quite like Middle Earth. That may have influenced the types of terrain <laughs> that they've designed um, and why I picked them. Uh, but yeah, so this is a kind of hybrid kit that you can get, mm-hmm. which comes with 3D printed, printed elements, which are things like the doors and the windows and the gates and stuff like that, and things like the the skirting around walls and things. Mm-hmm. And then the pack also comes with a series of jigs and templates alongside sets of um, XPS foam mm-hmm. to then cut into wall sections and that kind of thing, and then build up your terrain pieces in a modular fashion. So one of the things that's really interesting that, that and how this came about was that there are obviously lots of ways for you to pick up doors and all that kind of stuff to go with terrain that you've made Mm. out of foam. But in many cases, they kind of either stick onto it or they're, you know, they they don't hide the awkward bits from your cutting and all that kind of stuff. Well, this has been designed so that the kind of the slight, well, the slot element of the terrain uh, kind of fits the, um, 
foam in as you see here and hides all those kind of gnarly bits that you get on the side and kind of makes for a much snugger fit when you're building your terrain and obviously as you can see here you use those guides as we've been doing there with knives or pencils and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. in order for you to build up interesting pieces of terrain very very quickly obviously you just then need to cut things out do it together with you know pva glue or anything in between uh, and away you go obviously they're using a hot wire cutter here to cut out the doors and all that kind yeah. of stuff but i've seen uh, an example of a dude who just did it all with knives essentially he didn't use a, a hot wire cutter for anything really so you can get away with and this kind of perfectly demonstrates the processes you're seeing really um you know boom a wall done in in uh, in very little time whatsoever so just get the old well, yeah. foil out to make the little stone texture and yeah, away yeah. you go so yeah rule your ball of form and yeah. away you go and the way that the Kickstarter's broke broke down is that you can either go for um, the digital version of this, so you can just essentially get the STL files to get your hands on um, the um, the doors and the windows and stuff, mm -hmm. and you can just print them off yourself. Especially if you have ready access to a lot of XPS foam or something, and you just want to, you know, you, you've got all that lying around. Yeah, you don't you need the rest of the kit. You don't need the yeah. rest of it. Uh, but you can also go for what they've called like I think it's the like. Uh, the beginner hobbyist where you actually will get the foam and everything else in between it and the jigs and everything like that as well so you can actually just start essentially building it from one little kit mm -hmm. which i think is a really fun little idea and it's just some one of those things that is actually quite simple <laughs> in in execution but provides you with a really fun and interesting way to build terrain quite quickly in many regards which i think is really cool and uh yeah there's even 10 mil xps a uh, there's even a exclusive miniature from Medbury Miniatures in there as well, which we've looked at as a uh, yeah. uh, who also comes from down under. <laughs> uh, so if you're interested, very, very in, antipodean. Uh, yeah. So if That's... you're interested in building interesting terrain uh, quickly and easily, mm -hmm. then maybe come and have a look at uh, the stuff from Slice and Slot and Albert. Uh, yeah. The uh, architectural details is the best way to to put mm -hmm. them. Are beautiful i've got yeah i have a rake of stuff from different companies and they're they're all metal in the main some are resin um but they tend to be mostly flat some of the metal ones are, are completely sculpted all the way around but it's up to you to integrate them into your terrain build and um, like you say mask the joins it's a, a simple idea of having that sort of rebated section yeah. that the yeah. the the foam fits into um and then you get a, a really crafted look to the whole thing you know, it does hide a, a multitude of sins um yeah i'd be interested to see how the windows and the like fit in because it's easy to slide in from a side or a corner so <laughs> uh, there's a youtuber i think yep. it's 3d gaming hobby uh -huh. or something what you do is you cut out the section underneath the window and then you cut the you cut the section out underneath the window in the foam, mm. so as a block or whatever. So you still slide it up, and, and then, then you, you slide it up and in, and then you in. put the section back in, and then you just use pins to keep it there until it's all set and glued yeah. in, essentially. Oh, okay. So, oh, right. so it's a bit more fiddly, obviously, but it's not necessarily a massive. It's it's uh, not as issue, fiddly so. as I initially imagined, which where I was worried that it might be like two halves cookie cutter, and then you've got to make sure that whenever you push them from either side, mm. that yeah. your print hasn't deformed so that no, they all still marry up that, it's, so, it's still yeah. it's still a yeah. solid piece because yeah. um, i mean if you're building something with a, a stone brickwork there you just need to go right well I'll, I'll cut out a section and follow where your brick lines are going to go to yeah. really mask them if you want yeah. to um 
or or not if you if you're less worried about massive uh, joints like that i'll throw the example video of how the the guy who isn't albert built it so okay. you can um so you can have a look at it the, and see the how non-albert so, version the non-albert version of building it yeah but they build up an entire scene essentially using that terrain um to go alongside the rest of their osculia stuff so mm. um, yeah. well they i mean they're they're ramped away there through stretch goals quite rightly yeah the yeah. next the upcoming ones the ruined ones are quite interesting because they'd obviously for things like Frostgrave and the like would be oh, fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, ooh, what colours based braced gates with uh, Well, suddenly you've got a uh, either Gandalf trying to defend the doors against trolls yep. or you've got some kind of Helm's Deep gate going mm -hmm. on. They've even done like grating and stuff for sewers and things so you could do the little uh, culvert nice. that gets blown up by Saruman and stuff. So, yeah. Balconies and Not that I've been thinking about it for yeah. uh, Middle Earth or anything. <laughs> of course not. No, 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 not, no. not a bit of it. Well done, you, for not thinking about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that at all. No, no, so. no. There you go. But yeah, excellent <laughs> stuff. I like it. Different. Yeah. Clever. Something a bit, a bit well smaller, done, Albert. but very yeah. cool. Yeah. Compact and bijou, Austin. Compact and bijou. <laughs> um, and then to round things off, mm -hmm. we have Darkland's Brutal Beasts. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, mm. from 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 tiny and small and uh, quirky to big and monstrous and destructive. Um, so Mias miniatures tend to do quite a few of these kickstarters where they look to kind of uh, get their new selection of monsters and or their range of troops or characters out yeah. there into the world. Um, this is essentially one of those. They have a new set of monsters that they've been working on for this brutal beasts campaign, um, but they're also hoping that through additional stretch goals. And, and and all sorts of other things they'll be able to add even more to the darklands range for you to use on your tabletops um there are some seriously big monsters in here so there's like a new Jotun model as you can see here alongside the gore fiend there too mm -hmm. um each with their own wonderfully hard to pronounce names uh <laughs> alongside uh, a whole host of the stuff that previously existed as well um but of course as you can see there they've got a, a bunch of fascinating new monsters dragons bears and everything else in between to throw into the game now as we've looked at in the past when we i think we've looked at mere miniatures in darklands it's yeah. a fairly substantially epic game in its own right yeah. i think would be the the best way to mm -hmm. put it uh with larger than life characters and then even larger monsters um so these kickstarters are a fairly decent way of getting your hands on a bunch of different creatures and things that you could use in Darklands itself or of course you could just use them for any other war game that takes your fancy really mm. um, use them for Oathmark or Kings of War Kings as, of war. as uh, different options for your games uh, but yeah uh, a whole host of different things for you to go and pick up from this time around as well as the existing back catalogue as well which is always nice to see uh, there's one of mine that's particularly a particular favourite which we'll see later on down the page but um, as you can see there Demons, giants, trolls, hippogriffs, all sorts of different things yeah. are, are available for you to pick up, really. So monstrous shambling <laughs> tree men. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot going on with Darklands. Um interesting thing is that the sort of the time this has landed uh on Monday past, I think they've had to put a uh price increase because production costs were going up with the cost of resins and the like uh -huh. yeah. so it means you can pick up a lot of stuff at a substantial discount even if you're buying their back catalog well, there we go yeah um yeah. because you get uh money off on those so yeah. um post this you're going to see the prices will be fairly significant in comparison but the miniatures themselves right. are absolutely yeah. amazing really yeah. uh, so much detail on them i like that kind of um 
Destroyer-esque Colossus. Mm. Kind of reminds me of the one from, you know, from, from Thor, the original <laughs> Thor. Yes. Yeah. Just beaming everybody. <laughs> yeah. There are some, I mean, the, the blend of, I suppose, standard mythology mm-hmm. meets absolute batshit and scenery. I mean, that one's just yeah. a big clumpy tree, man. The, the, the stump beast, <laughs> yeah. which is some sort of spider tree. Spider tree, spider tree. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a crab tree. I don't know uh, where you get crab apples from. But... Uh, where just where did that come from i know yeah. it's not irish myth maybe one of the other celtic uh, yeah. families wants to accept this into their life but you know it's just well i mean there's also gog and magog there which is like a a, a kind of etin mm. styled version of gog and magog from from, uh, from the bible Arthurian. yeah stuff so yeah very nice look at them creeping around a big massive rhino by now <laughs> A bino. I mean the That's the not safe for work one, apparently. Yep. <laughs> the, they're they're not right. This oh very, my favourite is Lickdraka, which is the uh, apparently uh, it's the one keep going down, Jerry. Mm. Please keep going. There we go. Oh lovely. Oh. So Lickdraka is uh, apparently it translates as corpse dragon. Mm. Um so if you're looking to run a uh, mighty you know, sage from you know dark age mythology who has summoned a, a big beast who is then able to bring the corpses of the dead back to life from their barrows. This is the way to go. Yeah, it just looks amazing. Stand, oh. Standing on top of a barrow yeah. that I hope his rider is going to come out of, and he's not just stopped off for a nibble. Yeah, snacking on some dead people. I love that the um, text there is we will build him as big as we possibly can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I, I don't think that's a promise. That's more like a threat from <laughs> Mercer because their miniatures are yeah. absolutely insanely big. Yeah. Um, you don't realize just how big they are. Thankfully, they always put measurements beside them because when you're looking at the website, you're going, what sort of size is that? And then you look at the side and it goes 94 mil tall. And you're going, really? Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I thought it was going to be like a little tiny, yeah. like little ogre set. But no, he's like twice the size and four times yeah. the girth. He's quite cool as well. So yeah. the it's at least one for every faction slash sub faction within Darklands. Much, I think, I think is yeah. what they're they're looking to do. Um, and presumably this will be accompanied then by um, some form of campaign or extended sort of book because they have obviously Darklands and yeah. legions. But yeah. uh, the fact that they're leaning so heavily on massive massive beasties leads me to believe that something is coming down the line. They're Greek style uh, monsters are particularly nice. I was very, very tempted by Telos the other day. I had to restrain myself because I have no need for it. So I was like, that going, it's very nice. It'd be so easy to be up. I could get the giant bull to go with it as well. What do I need a giant mechanical bull for? I don't need any of this. And Questions yet, that everyone routinely asks themselves. Yeah, well, you know, I'm like that. I am like that. So it's already funded, so it's just a case of how many they unlock on their stretch goals. As stretch goals go and stuff, there. yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, buy all the monsters for £800, which is less than half the price. I mean, that's so pretty we, pretty good, especially with that Lake Draga in there as well, which is meant to be massive. So mm, 
Although Gog Magog is also going to be huge. <laughs> I mean, they're, yeah. none of them are going to be particularly small. I think they're well, yeah. all setting on 100 to 110 mil rounds, mm. So, the, the, which is, I think, the biggest base they have for their game. So, yeah, when, when you need to put things onto a base that big, uh, it kind of <laughs> gives you an idea of how big most of them are going to be stomping. Face and, and, a, face. and a lot of them have a tendency to overhang their bases. Really, the base is just something where their feet plant on, and then the rest of it just expands out from there like a, a massive tree. <laughs> the base is more of a suggestion. Than a a suggestion, than a rule. yeah, that, that is it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, smashing stuff from Mercer once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so both funded, 24 days left for Slice and Slot and only 11 for Brutal Beasts if you fancy getting involved in that. And if you fancy getting involved with us, we'll be back on Sunday for our Cult of Games XLBS, where we're going to have some gentle hobby time amongst ourselves. You can come over to ontabletop.com and join in there with a 30-day trial. Otherwise, we shall return next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.